I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. Committed to him in everything I do believe he'll come again. And I know one thing I'm gonna do till then is learn to live in the blessing of Abraham. Hello everyone and welcome to the Covenant Living Broadcast today. Praise God, I'm David Weeder, and this is my beautiful, gorgeous wife, Lynn Weeder, and we are here to enjoy your company today. <laughs> hey, hey, say this after me. 2023, 2023 is, is my year of victory. My year of victory. As I put the word first place in my life. As I put the word first place in my life. I will see demonstrations of the spirit of life. I will see demonstrations of the spirit of life. Praise God. <laughs> hey, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. It does not matter one lick, as they say, <laughs> because you are a citizen of the kingdom of God, and you operate by that set of rules, that set of laws. And part of that is faith, the operation of faith, in the word of the living God. That's why you've got to place the word first place in your life. And finally, what does that mean, place it first place? Well, if the word says, and it does, by his stripes, I was healed when he took those stripes on the cross, then when the world says COVID's going to get you, or whatever they come up with next, now you have a choice of which one you give higher place to. Mm -hmm. You've got what the word says. You've got what the world says. Now, they are not the same in this instance. One is you're going to get sick and die. And one is I've already made you well. So which one will you place first? Which one will you give higher authority to in your life? Which one has more weight? Yeah. Now, what do I mean by that? Which one has more weight? Okay, so if, if I'm trying to make a decision, okay, and you tell me, sweetheart, I think we need to go this direction and we need to do this, um, because I know you, uh, I know your personality, I know your likes, I know your dislikes, and I think this is gonna work out better for us, okay? And then someone else, Joe Schmo off the street or, or even a casual acquaintance comes by and says, no, 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 I'm telling you, now this is the way to go over here uh, because X, Y, Z, you know. How do I know what's gonna, how, what's gonna determine my, my outcome? Which is going to determine which direction I go? Well, am I going to give this person authority and weight in my life, which means I'm going to go that direction? Or am I going to give the person that loves me and knows me the best, am I going to give what she says more weight and authority and go that direction? It's going to affect the outcome, okay? Well, that's the same difference. Now take it back over here. Are you gonna give the world who's just interested in making money off of drugs and pharmaceuticals and, and all of the 
all of the political things that go with it, all of the social economical things that go with it, they stand to benefit from every part of this, what they said. Or the person that created me, designed me, and prepared everything for my victory in every area of life and cares for me so much, he sacrificed the only son he had in existence so he could get me. Which one am I going to trust and which direction am I going to go? Which one am I going to give weight to? Hello? <laughs> that's a, a, a no-brainer right there, my brother and sister. But it's a purpose and it's a decision. You've got to decide, I am going to do this. No matter what all this looks like, no matter all the voices that are screaming, all the pictures that are painted, that, I mean, that's what they did. 24-7 news telling the death statistics and the horrible de deaths and the calamities and all that kind of stuff. It's just bombarding you. Am I going to give this more weight or that more weight? If I give this more weight, then it will turn out to be victory in your life. It's just that simple, basically. <laughs> okay. Wow. That was just Holy Ghost because there was no, there's none of that was planned. Mm. Was, you know, We've done a lot of that. I tell you what, it's a wonderful thing. What I want to talk about, what the Holy Spirit's directed to talk about this week, is the importance of faith in the Word. All right? The importance of faith in the Word. And that actually would, okay, so we were talking about it the whole time. And Believe in what the Bible says. Yep. Yep. The truth. So, let's start off. I didn't have it all. I didn't have my uh, my placeholder placed ahead of time. But go to Hebrews chapter 4. We'll start. We'll begin there. We're going to spend a lot of time. We may Hebrews. run out of time in Hebrews. I don't know. But <clears throat> if not, we'll uh, pick it up next week. Hebrews chapter 4 to begin with. And he just pretty much lays it out. I like simple, and he makes it simple. <laughs> he finished talking about the children of Israel in the end of chapter 3. And here in chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them or it did not do any good for them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it for we which have believed or operated in faith do enter in to rest faith rests but it has to be mixed with faith but it's not just a jaw a general broad brush stroke there he gets very specific. It has to be mixed with faith in them that hear it. In you. <laughs> in me. My faith is not going to do you a bit of good except I can come alongside you if you need help and you're just learning these things or it's a new area you haven't used your faith in before. That's what brothers and sisters in the Lord are for. Call them up and say, hey, 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 uh, I got something new going on here. I'm exercising my faith the best I know how, but can you come over here 
and share with me some things that you've learned about this. Join your faith with mine. Two in agreement, put 10,000 to flight. Mm -hmm. Let's get this thing done. That's the way someone else's faith can benefit you. But at some point, it comes down to it's got to be mixed with faith in you as you hear the word. The word and faith. Faith and the word. Okay? So let's look at the examples of this. Turn over to the Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna be we're gonna take some considerable amount of time because we're gonna look at a lot of these examples because every one of these are examples of the word being mixed with being faith. mixed with faith in that individual and what that can accomplish because these people are no different than you as you heard last week Rahab is listed in this chapter. She was a prostitute and most likely a madam, deep in sexual sin. But the Lord turned her life around and she listed in the hall of fame of faith and became Jesus's great, 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 however many greats, grandma, because of the word being mixed with faith in her. And it'll work for you, it worked for me, it works for her, it'll work in your little child. Hey, age doesn't matter with this. Culture doesn't matter with this. Obviously, background doesn't matter. Obviously, background doesn't matter. Your past is past. Economic, the area that you're in has nothing to do with this. The political climate that you're involved with has nothing to do with this. That's why we're going to look at all these examples. Let them encourage you. Let them stir It is the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. As we read The word of these examples, let faith come, let it build, let it stir up, get excited about these things because it's talking about you. Verse 1 of chapter 11, now faith is. What is it? It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, I've got to stop just a second because I didn't know I was doing this, but I'm going to read this in the Amplified Classic Version of the Bible because it really, really spells it out. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 in the classic Amplified. Now, faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses, and I'll put yet. (laughs) Because if you stick with faith in the word, it'll It'll be be revealed revealed. to the senses. It'll manifest right in front of your eyes. Okay, now, instead of preaching on that one verse (laughs) for five broadcasts, (laughs) we're going to keep going. For by it, by what? By faith. We, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, aha, by the word of God. So here we are, faith and the word. So that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Now I want you to grasp this. I want you to get a hold of it. This is the same process God himself used to create the worlds, the universe. (laughs) His word spoken, 
faith was mixed with them inside of him and spoken out his mouth and praise God, this universe exploded into existence at the speed of light, 186,000 miles per second. And even science knows that it's still expanding at the speed of light. That's the power of faith mixed with the word in a God-like spirit of which we have been created. That's what actually recreated us and made us or created our new creatures was we heard the word of our salvation and we believed it. We mixed faith with it. Well, and something that was just there with that of that is still having effect on the universe. These people that we are getting ready to read about, they're single mentioning here of an act of faith. And it doesn't just change their lives. It changes the future. You can make a stand. You can do something. You can believe for something that doesn't just change your life, doesn't just change your kid's life, but generations. And a lot of time, a lot of these things we're about to read, they didn't know that they, they didn't know they were doing something that was going to become such a a magnificent thing that was listed in Hebrews 11. They were just living their lives by faith in the right. Word. This is the way they lived, day in, day out, and just boom, all of a sudden, <laughs> some, ooh, hey, something noteworthy took place. For example, uh, by faith, Abel, he offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaks. You know, a lot of people try to come up with um, things that aren't necessarily in the word about, well, you know, Abel's sacrifice was an animal while Cain's was a, a, a crop or, you yeah. know, or, or something like that. And so the animal was better than the crop. Well, the, these were both called the individual things. Faith made the difference. Mm-hmm. Faith made it. That's what made it a more excellent sacrifice, a more excellent offering. It was done by faith. It says right there. By faith, Enoch, verse 5, by faith, Enoch was translated <laughs> that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. And then we have huge key in the next verse. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Because, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Man, oh man, what a mouthful. I mean, we can preach any one of these verses. We can preach <laughs> broadcasts <laughs> on, okay? Yeah. But let, this, let the examples live, up, live big inside of you. Every one of these is because faith was mixed in the, with the word of God that they heard. And it produced these magnificent things. It'll produce magnificent things in your life. <clears throat> Seven. Verse 7, by faith Noah, being warned of God of things not seen as yet, moved with reverence, prepared an ark to the saving of his house, by the which 
he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is of faith, which is by faith. Now, you talk about living by faith. Somebody says <laughs> something, you can't see him. And you don't understand even exactly what they're talking what about. What they're saying makes no sense compared to anything in the world around you, but you do it anyway. Oh, man. Talk about mixing faith. Verse 8, by faith, Abraham, the father of our faith, when he was called to go out into a place which he should, after receive for an inheritance, he obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whether he went. That happens day in and day out with every believer. There are so many things that the Lord has said, I want you to do this. Okay, so we did that. But we didn't know it was leading to that, 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 and that. <laughs> we had to walk by faith. You know, as um, Brother Kenneth Copeland uses this acceleration. Right where he is, right where the property for Kenneth Copeland Ministries is right now, can be completely, totally self-sufficient. It's got, it's got its own gas wells that produce their own electricity. They've got water wells. They've got a sewer system. They've got everything. Uh, everything. But that's not what the Lord told them. The Lord didn't tell them, say, hey, look, all right, now, so many years from now, I'm going to have you in this position. You're going to have this, 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 and this, and everything's going to be like this. No, <laughs> that wouldn't have been faith. He told them, I, I want you to do this. So he did it. Now I want you to do this. So he did it. Now you need to do this. So he did it. And next thing he knows, after 30, 40 years, he turns around and look what the Lord has done. Well, you by do faith. The step in front of you. Exactly. That's what Ab he told Abraham. He said, get out of your father's house into this land that I will show you. He didn't even show him yet. He Abraham had to start walking. <laughs> and the Lord said, okay, now this is the land I was talking to you about back there. But, you had, but he had to head out first. And what, how do you do that? By faith. <laughs> Doing the step you know next. Yes, ma'am. Verse faith. 9, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Through faith also Sarah, his wife, had to walk in faith, herself conceived strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she uh, judged him faithful who had promised. Faith in the promise. Faith in the word that she was given. Therefore sprang there even of one and him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude and as the sand which is by the seashore innumerable. Now look at this in verse 13. All of these died in faith. In other words, that's how they lived their lives, their entire lives. They lived by faith and they right died in to faith. to the end. And I mean, people sometimes will say, well, what if I pray and believe and I die anyway? You died using your faith. Mm -hmm. Maybe it hadn't grown big enough yet, but it was an act of faith. And let's, let's see. All these died in faith, not having received the promises that they could see far off. They received promises that were promised to them. I mean, obviously, Abraham received Isaac 
uh, and Sarah received Isaac as their promised supernatural child, that promise. But they could see Jesus. The the promise, exactly. They could see the Lord showed them down the road. The Messiah is coming. They didn't receive that one, but they still died in faith. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) They never, never gave up on their faith and the word. Ah, here we go. And truly, verse 15, truly, if they had been mindful of that country from which they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they never looked back. They desire a better country that is in heavenly where God is not ashamed to be called their God. And he has prepared for them a city by faith. Abraham, did you have something? Remember? Well, talking about not looking back, there's opportunities to look back at previous lives like we talked about and think, oh, was it better there? The children of Israel did that. That's part of the reason they didn't, that first generation didn't get to enter in. Mm-hmm. They kept going. I mean, they were looking back at a place where they were slaves, where they, were, they had taskmasters beating them, and they're like, oh, it was better back there. They kept looking back. Yeah. They weren't keeping their eyes focused on the promise. I'll be honest, when we first switched over from our old life into our new and we were struggling financially, there were times that I did glance over my shoulder and go, it was better then. We weren't trying to figure out where the electricity bill was going to get paid. Or food. Or food. You, But we kept looking forward. We kept looking at that promise of what was set before us. And we had to learn the laws of the new system. We did. Yeah, it took hey, time. It did. So we got to, we're not going to finish this whole chapter. No. <clears throat> but anyway... So, verse 17, by faith Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, uh, and he that had received the promises offered up his only begotten son, of whom it was said that in Isaac shall thy seed be called, accounting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, from whence also he received him in a figure. He had seen him. The Lord gave him a vision of receiving Isaac from the dead. That was by faith. Nobody up up till that time, there was no record of anybody being raised from the dead before. Mm -hmm. But Abraham had faith. He saw it in a vision. The Lord gave him a vision and he said, yeah, I believe that. We can't, we don't, for lack of time, we're not going to go down through the rest of these, but oh my goodness. Uh, Well, just keep reading. Yeah, just keep reading. It sums it up right here in... uh, Verse 33, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant (laughs) in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, and women received their dead, raised to life. That's what faith in the word will do. Praise God. Wow. But hey. We've got examples of that in these days. Read about Wigglesworth. Read about John G. Lake. Read and listen to Brother Kenneth E. Hagen, Brother Copeland. Read and listen to the things that we testify of that happen in, in our lives. These things are not past things. These things are current things. And just like the men of old, the men of today can, can do not only the same, but much more because we have a better covenant based upon better promises than they had. And look what they accomplished. Let's, not, let's quit falling short of these things. <laughs> let is, let, let's get on with this thing. Hey, stir yourself up and don't go anywhere because you need to watch this <laughs> right now. 
Hey, Lynn and I would like to extend an opportunity for you today to become a partner with David Weeder Ministries. Partnership is just all through the Bible, but I just want to look at a couple scriptures. In uh, Philippians chapter 1, Paul is writing to his partners, and he says, I thank my God, in verse 3 of, of chapter 1, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. Well, I do the same thing, praise God. Always in every prayer of mine for you all, making request with joy for your partnership. That's what that word fellowship literally means, is partnership. In the gospel from the first day unto now. Now, what does partnership in the gospel mean? Well, you can find it in Jesus' ministry in Luke chapter 8 and verse 1. Jesus went into every town and every village, it said, preaching the things of the kingdom of God, preaching the gospel. Well, hey, that's what we do. Sometimes we go to the villages. Sometimes the, the broadcast goes to the villages. Sometimes we have a meeting and the villages come to us. But we're going to every town and village teaching the gospel. Now, you can see in Luke chapter 8, they sowed, those women sowed finances to this, into the support of Jesus' ministry and his disciples and everything that it takes to put on the meetings. So that's one part of partnership is financial sowing. Right here in Philippians over there in, in uh, chapter 1 still, but over in verse 19, Paul, uh, Paul says, For I know that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer. That's the second part that we would ask you to do as you become partners with this ministry is, yeah, supporting it financially, that's wonderful and everything, but oh, hey, I covered your prayers. I need you praying for us. We got a lot to accomplish and a lot to do. And what the Lord has called us to do is to go into all the world and preach the gospel on every available voice that we can. And that's what we're doing. We, we travel. We do television broadcast. We do the printed page. We do audio podcast. Every way that we can get this gospel preached throughout the world is what we do. And that's what we do also is give thanks for you. And I declare and pray and make requests with joy your prosperity. For our God shall meet your needs according to his riches and glory based upon the grace and the anointings that are on our lives as you partner with us. And so I intercede every day, breakfast, lunch, dinner, in between time, for your prosperity, for your family peace, for your abundance in every area of life, for your health, for your protection from sickness, disease, and calamity. Hey, that's how this works. You pray and support us, we pray and support you, and that's how God designed it. Praise God. Thank you so much for becoming our partner today. Hey, I hope you made the decision to join us in this ministry by becoming a partner with us today. It's, it's, our, we are called to and determined to perpetuate our heritage of the word of faith. That's why we talked to this whole broadcast about how important it is. But let me go ahead and read to you why it's even more, in my opinion, important nowadays than it used to be. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Well, if you look around, they're here. 
For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, trady, hey, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Now look down at verse 8 and look at, look at what he says about them. Uh, now Genesis and Jambres uh, withstood Moses, so do these also, the ones he just listed. And what are they doing? They resist the truth. They're men of corrupt minds, reprobate. That word reprobate means rejecting. They rejecting concerning the faith. They resist the truth and they reject faith. Hey, that's not what we do. That's not what you want to do. And it is more important now than ever before. Now, remember until next week that Jesus is Lord. For more information about our ministry, contact us at davidweeder.org or call us at 1-800-988-5380.